Greetings and welcome to this special edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host and truth advocate each and every week. Why is this edition special? Well, because I have the honor of interviewing Dr. Jan Halper-Hayes with the focus of helping you and your loved ones cope with all that's going on in this world, especially in light of the upcoming holidays. In America, we have our Thanksgiving holiday, the third Thursday of November each and every year. The focus of this holiday is to thank God for the many blessings from the colonization of America and then the establishment of America as one nation under God. We emphasize the understanding that our founding fathers toiled over the creation of our founding documents, clearly establishing America according to what God wants for his people. The government of America is a unique experiment that has come dangerously close to being lost. But by God, through our faith and trust in him, as Dutch Sheets declares, America shall be saved. This year, because we are living in the darkest days in our lifetime, and I'll go so far as to say as ever in the world, I am asking each one of you who is a child of God, no matter where you live, to set aside November 23rd as a day of special thanksgiving, a time of worship and praise to God for his promises, provisions, and protection, a time of acknowledging God is the one true God and creator of all who is working on behalf of his children all around the world. I'm asking you to seek God for your family, your community, and nation with thanksgiving and to express your trust in him to deliver his people, no matter where you live, from the tyranny of evil. I've often considered the humble beauty of our national Thanksgiving holiday with awareness that the vast majority of Americans are gathered together as a family, often including close family friends, with the focus for most on God and for all with hearts of gratitude. I think this kind of holiday of gratitude in America and those like it in other cultures are especially meaningful to God. Imagine how much spiritual warfare we can accomplish worldwide if we all agree to remain focused on God, united with deep hearts of gratitude in the midst of everything the enemy is attempting. For the past three years, God has been causing people all around the world to wake up to the reality of the gross expansion of evil, giving people everywhere a chance to repent and align with God to escape his judgment against all manner of lawlessness and corruption. I firmly believe we have reached the pinnacle in God's plans to expose and deal with corruption. I've previously shared my beliefs that we would see God's intervention in the affairs of humanity in the fall and extending into the end of the year. I'm of the belief that come January, we will actually begin having reason to celebrate, although God will still be cleaning out evil and corruption in the early months of 2024. To help you consider my perspective, after the encouragement and direction from Dr. Jan Halper-Hayes, I will share recent prophecy through Julie Green and a most compelling prayer and perspective from Dutch Sheets following the interview. Dr. Jan has an extensive biography, which is provided in the show notes. But for this brief introduction, let me share, she's a psychologist, a political analyst, a best-selling author who is also set on the task force of the United States Department of Defense. She's a strong voice for the Republican Party, who has also been part of the Trump administration, and much more. Now, with a heart of compassion for my brothers and sisters all around the world, here's my interview with Dr. Jan in hopes of greatly encouraging you at this time. By the way, you'll hear her use the term DM, which is, for clarity, a reference for direct messages she receives via social media. Also, this was recorded from her home in the UK, which accounts for some of the audio issues. Here's my interview with Dr. Jan Halper-Hayes. 
Dr. Jan, I'm so grateful for you to be on the program today because there's just so much going on in the world. And I know people everywhere are having a tough time making sense of what's going on and even staying centered, having a way to stay centered. I would really like for you to speak to my audience members and help us understand how we really should be viewing the world events. Okay. Number one is that I don't like the word should, I often tell people don't should on me because there isn't a right way. And I really want people to understand that. You have to tap in to yourself. I'm concerned about two things and well, two things and many more that go with it. But for example, I got a DM today and just in the desperation in the language used. And I responded back saying that I feel with you. The message was, we can't take this anymore. When is something good going to happen? When is this negativity going to end? And I have been talking about that very recently. My mother used to have this pressure cooker. And when she would make, uh, I think, stuffed cabbage in it, or I, I don't know what she'd make in it, but it had this little metal thing on the top that when the pressure, when it was really ready, it would rattle. Mm -hmm. And if you think about that, that is what is happening to the energy inside of us. Yes. Because we want something to happen and we keep getting bombarded. And it's that bombardment that we have to take a step back and look at. Mm -hmm. So first, what I'm concerned about, given the Israeli Hamas situation, we need to take a step back. Mm -hmm. The cabal, the deep state, I just put them all in one big category and I call them the evil ones. They needed a war. If you read the 2010 Rockefeller Technology Foundation report, it explicitly says in there, we need a third world war and or a pandemic. Well, the pandemic failed. They really wanted to keep us in lockdown for at least three or four years so that we would all become destitute. We all would have to take the bioweapon. That was failure number one for them. Two, they thought we could get to World War III with the Ukraine-Russia, because, you know, Russia, 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 and what any way they can try to use Russia, that failed. So what did they do? They have gone to the Middle East, and they've brought in another part of the equation to create anxiety and division. Right. And that is religion. Maybe they save the Middle East for last because they know one side is only raised on hate and is willing to give up their lives because they think they're going to go to paradise or something. Mm -hmm. But it is outside stimulation. It is witnessing. It's hearing about the Israeli-Hamas conflict. It's supporting or wanting to support those it's our own reaction to it that prompts vicarious trauma 
And if it's not vicarious trauma, it is secondary traumatic stress. I would like to have definition of those two frames, vicarious trauma or secondary. Vicarious trauma is caused by seeing, hearing, it in particular, those in the helping profession, if someone has been through a trauma and you're trying to help them through it just by understanding the details, just by being with the person that is going through those feelings. That's a strong energy and it carries over. You don't have to be the one in the middle of the war, but you have a reaction to what is going on. And that reaction is not just in your head. That is in your heart and in your gut. Mm. So, and it's important to understand that 80% of the people in the world have experienced at least one traumatic event. They might've experienced death. They might've experienced loss of an animal. They might have been fired. They might have not had something that was really important to them happen and had to deal with the disappointment. It doesn't matter the degree of it. And so it makes us very, very susceptible. The secondary traumatic stress is when we spend more time learning about it, understanding the traumas that other people are going through, we don't have to have it directed at us. The vicarious trauma and how that separates from secondary traumatic stress is that it's normally those who are working with or supporting the person who has been through the trauma having direct contact. If you see a video of a little boy walking around dead bodies in Gaza, that can bring about secondary traumatic stress reactions. So with a vicarious trauma, you're talking about people who would be caregivers to someone else, or as you just pointed out, just the visuals, the carnage, the tragedy that's going on can also trigger. Yes. Let's say we saw someone literally get shot. All right. We didn't get shot, but seeing that, that would be vicarious trauma. Absolutely. And then the secondary traumatic stress, that's where a person, as you said, is studying further, going deeper, someone like myself, who is trying to research what's really going on to help people find the truth. Yes. There's a really great guy who does, from the very beginning, has been doing a Spaces on X and has had people from Gaza, from Palestine, from Israel, from Lebanon, explaining what they're seeing and what's going on. And he keeps this going. At first, he was going like 16 hours a day with it to really get the truth out. But also... By staying on it and listening to it, you're taking some of it on your shoulders, whether you intend to or try not to, Mm -hmm. but it's indirect. It's by having any kind of compassion 
or empathy, that will bring it on. And so I'm not saying don't feel. What I'm saying is beware and be sure to check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Caring is very important. But when you feel that you're getting into overload, then just shut it off. Dr. Jan, what would be some signs of overload? Oh, gosh. Um, You're losing your concentration. You feel overwhelmed. You feel helpless. Um, You end up having intrusive thoughts. You're, You're reading something that is totally unrelated, and it pops back in your mind. You can feel numb. Sometimes we go numb because we are overwhelmed. Are you unnecessarily irritable? Why? Well, (laughs) I got a terrible, ugly DM from someone I don't even know. I, I mean, it threatened me. There were three separate DMs from this person successively with threats. And I took a step back and then someone else sent me a DM and I was particularly short curt in my response to that person. And I then a few hours later went back and said, look, I'm really sorry. I think my having been subjected to this unexpected out of place, some of that came across in my shortness with you. And I apologize. That person got my stress. Sometimes it's just so much. It's so much. And we have to measure how much we take in. All right. And it's difficult in these days because there is so much going on in the world. We want to know because we are all wanting things to get better. As you started off at the top of the podcast, we want things to be better sooner than later. And so we're needing to balance individually. And I love what you said that we shouldn't should (laughs) on anybody. (laughs) Exactly. Because each one of us have to find the right way to deal with the stress levels ourselves. And I know for me, I like to go into Bible study. I like to really seek the Lord. I like to spend time in prayer and listen for him. I like to spend time researching what the prophets are saying, the trusted prophets. I also like to go for a walk every day, a vigorous walk every day. And these things help me. Uh, What are some other things people can do, Dr. Jan? Well, some people like to go to the gym. If you notice that you're comfort eating, put the food down and go for that walk. Read something else. You know, you might not be in the mood for humor. You might not be in the mood for a rom-com. But, you know, sometimes just putting on something in the background that has some positive energy. I often play classical music, and then I have my most favorite country a cappella group, Home Free, and they calm me down. They each have incredible voices, and I will sometimes just sit and listen to them. I do walk four times a day because I have a puppy. And so I definitely can break from it and get out. The other thing is that even when I'm not in a good mood, I make sure to say hi to people on the street. I 
make sure to compliment someone I don't know. Uh, there were these four girls walking from school and they've gotta be, you know, over six feet. They're probably juniors or seniors. And I just said to them, uh, excuse me, but am I on the catwalk? And they all giggled and I had fun. You know, it makes me feel good to do little things like that. Mm -hmm. The other thing, and for me, this is the most important. Gratitude is the highest spiritual form, at least in my book, because if you come from gratitude, you are coming out of yourself. Yes. And that is important for us to come out of ourselves. Gratitude is what got me through my hopium depression. Why was I so upset? Because people didn't get arrested because justice hadn't been served yet. And then I, I said to myself, okay, how many hours a day do you listen to these podcasts? Have you ever been thankful for the work that they have put in to get that information to you? Or are you busy without articulating it? Well, they haven't told me when it's really going to happen. Or why did they tell me that this was going to happen and it didn't happen? And so when I began to really, it's even more than appreciate, it's understanding that if these people worked so hard to put that podcast together, to get that information to me, why am I feeling dissatisfied? There's no reason. There's no logical reason. It's because I have this other script going on, these other expectations that prevent me from seeing reality. I mean, I literally had more than a week of my coming to Jesus meetings with myself about that. And that was the only way I got out of my depression. I love the term that you used, hopium depression. Because your hopes were being deferred, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I was using hope to create a high over what? There wasn't reality. And that's why I often talk about how we have to let go of our expectations. Expectations do not keep you in reality. And that's part of the reason that there is such a schism between the conservatives and the liberals. This came to me when I did a radio interview about Trump here in the UK ages ago with a super liberal comedian. And I said, you know what? If you go to Disney World, you go to Disneyland Paris, you can go to regular Disneyland, you can go to any of those parks, you will find the conservatives on Main Street in Frontierland. If you want to engage with any liberals, you have to go to Fantasyland or Tomorrowland because that's where they live. <laughs> and that is because they get upset because th they have an idealized, they have an expectation, they are 
full of musts and shoulds that take them out of reality. And they project on how things should be or shouldn't be or must be. You know, with should, uh uh-uh. Do I choose or do I not choose? That is how a person in control of themselves with reality thinks about it. I should take a shower. Well, I'm dirty. I stink. Okay, I'll sit around for a little bit more and then I'll go take my shower. But I choose when I'm going to get clean. I choose when I'm going to eat. When people start telling us, you should be this way, you mustn't do that. Well, you know, we were kind of raised with those. And yeah, we had people over us, but we're adults now. And the more we realize that we choose how we feel, we choose how we think, no one can make us feel as we feel. I mean, Eleanor Roosevelt said it beautifully. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. That means if you take on what someone said, you've still made a choice to believe or agree with it. You know, what so concerns me when all these safe spaces were popping up in universities And then it carried on down to high school and junior high and grade school. They were depriving these young people of learning how to deal with adversity because dealing with adversity means you have to be resilient. You have to fall down and get back up. I don't know about you, but I was raised with you fall off the bike, you get right back up. You fall off the horse, you get right back on. They are not being raised with that. And so they just feel like things are happening to them and not being given the right mindset, the right thinking structure to interpret their own selves, what's going on with them. Dr. Jan, that brings up another concern of mine that I've had for quite some time that our public education, which would include our grade schools, our high schools, and our universities, are teaching students what to think instead of how to think. The ability of critical thinking is lacking in our cultures around the world. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it's even worse than that in the outcome of it. Because if you're not critically thinking, they are teaching them to only react. Mm -hmm. And that is also why they can't hear anything that might differ. And if there is something that differs, then they have to annihilate those people. They have to completely condemn them because they have been taught to validate themselves based on the norm or the ideology of the group that they decided to join. It's pathetic. It's sad because these are going to be the leaders of our future. That worries me a lot. 
Well, if you're worried, I think the rest of us should be worried. (laughs) But there's got to be some solutions. And I personally believe with all of my heart that a lot of what we've been experiencing, especially since the early 2020, has been under God's control and have been allowed by God. In fact, I recall very specifically asking the Lord what we should expect for 2020 in a time of prayer. And I heard the Lord say that he was going to be exposing all manner of corruption wherever it exists so that when he administers judgment, the people will agree that it is necessary. So I think that we're in a time where we're coming close to actually seeing the hand of the Lord intervening in humanity all around the world. What do you think about that? Well, I'm in agreement. And I think that the Lord's been intervening forever. Mm -hmm. And this is really my personal belief and how I conduct myself is that God sends us messengers. God sends us lessons. When we don't hear or respond to it, he doesn't give up on us. And it keeps on coming back until we get it. Mm -hmm. I also believe we have got to do the footwork in honor of the Lord. Mm -hmm. If we want to get to where we think the Lord intends to have us be, not take us, have us be. One common thread I appreciate in what Dr. Jan brought is that no one can impose upon us in any way unless we give them permission. This goes for humans and spiritual entities. If you are among those who have felt victim to your present circumstances, I ask you to go to God in prayer. Recall all that Jesus has already done for you to assure your victory and ask God to help you align yourself with the truth of God instead of the oppression of the enemy. At this point, I want to share highlights from the prophecy God provided through Julie Green on November 13th, 2023, for the upcoming days. God said, and I loosely quote, and I also insert words from God through Julie previously for continuity. This is the time to intercede, to press in, to pray, to defend, rebuke, and deny the enemy permission and access to your lives or your nations. This is the time to protect your hearts and minds. This is a time for their war to destroy them, for evil to be brought down. This is the time for the advancement of the kingdom of God, for me to come in like a flood, to cleanse my children and restore all that has been stolen. This is a time of removal, revival, and of a greater glory with the end of your enemies and their attacks against you. This is a time for you to see my hand move to protect, defend, and deliver the world from the power of the enemy. This is the time for a great separation, great silence, a time of lock-ins. But remember what I have said. When you see a time of darkness, when you are without power or the internet, this is evidence that your victory is nigh. This is a time of great restoration, of refreshing, wholeness, and healing that you have all been patiently waiting for. No, my children, this is not time for World War III. This is not the time of the Tribulation. This is not the time to panic or quit. This is the time for my eagle and my Israel and for my children. Hold the line in my name. Worship and resist. Then the wicked are restricted. Trust in me more than ever before. This is a time of no longer business as usual. No more time to live for yourself. No more time to play church. 
No more time of being defeated or staying down or depressed. Rise up. Rise up. Rely on my power, strength, revelation, knowledge. All the promises I have given you are yes and amen. Remind yourselves every day who the great I am is. What I have done before, I will do again. Trust in my love, my words, and me, and you will see the promised victory. End quote. I encourage you to watch the entire video so you'll find the link in the show notes. And as promised, here's a prayer from Dutch Sheets that I think is entirely appropriate for us today. Dutch says, Our prayer. Father, thank you for being a tower of refuge, strength, and protection. We do not have to wonder about your willingness to protect us in these troubled times. Your word says, You are a very present help in times of trouble. Psalm 46.1 It tells us, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Psalm 32.7 We declare with the psalmist, I will fear no evil. Psalm 23.4 We realize this protection is accomplished through the application of your word, which includes our faith, prayers, and abiding in the secret place. We build walls and create boundaries. Teach us your ways regarding this. We are going to grow in the knowledge of the truth this week. We will expand in our revelation and enlightenment. We also realize we are more than your kids. We are your ambassadors, your kings and priests and warriors, your ecclesia. As such, we will not only pray for ourselves, we create boundaries, even walls of protection for others. Teach us to do so effectively, leaving nothing to chance. Today, we begin by securing our families. We decree that they are off limits to all attacks. No evil will befall them. No plague will come near them. Psalm 91, 9-10. We declare this in the name of our protector, Jesus. Amen. And our decree. We declare that we will fear no evil. We are secure in the secret place of the Most High God. End quote. The entire post gives us instructions how to create boundaries to keep us and our loved ones safe from the enemy. You will find a link to the entire post in the show notes. I want to close this podcast with some news and suggestions. I'm really pleased to announce my podcast has been picked up for distribution on many new podcast platforms this month. I encourage you to make use of the available transcript, and I suggest you print it out because given what the Lord has said through Julie Green about the upcoming days when we will likely have no power or internet, you'll want a copy, a printed copy, to read and remind yourself to be encouraged about all God has promised in the dark days ahead. Also, I ask you to seriously consider giving my books as Christmas gifts this year. All of the books in my Faith to Live By series have won multiple awards and have truly stellar endorsements and reviews. People everywhere are seeking to confidently know the truth to learn more about God and all he offers through Jesus. They are looking to find their way in these difficult days. Each one of my books has been written to help people discover and know the truth and experience all the hope truth provides. If you purchase my books directly from me, I can personalize the books and autograph them as you tell me, and then those you give the books to will know the additional effort you made for them with a special gift. Simply use the link in the show notes to learn more about the books and navigate to the store Then use the promo code TRUTH at checkout. This will provide you a 20% discount as my way of thanking you. In the notes with purchase or by way of direct email, let me know how you want me to personalize the books and the name of the recipient, and I'll get them shipped to you right away so you have them in time for Christmas. 
Listen through to the end of this podcast to learn more about each of the books in the series. Well, this concludes my podcast for today. I really do put my heart and soul into these podcasts, wanting very much for you to know the truth and find the strength of faith that you need in these dark days. Won't you shoot me an email letting me know how this podcast impacts you? My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. I truly welcome your communication. Next week, I will either have a wealth of information from Clay Clark or Alex Newman. Both of them have agreed to interviews, so I can't wait to hear what they have to say to help shed more light of truth on what is happening in our world, so we, as God's children, can know how He wants us to respond. If this podcast blesses you, and I certainly hope it does because you are the reason I work as hard as I do, would you consider partnering with me in my vision? You know my whole goal is to help people discover and live in life-giving truth and to experience all the hope truth provides. You can, and I hope you do personally, share truth with others on your own. But have you thought about how many more people you could reach by partnering with me? Help me grow this podcast, get my books into more people's hands, and talk me up to others to get me more speaking engagements and increase this podcast audience. Then together, as partners, we will be making a much greater impact than we can on our own. There are several ways you can choose to partner with me. Certainly, telling others about me and my ministry, along with prayer, is top of the list. There is nothing as powerful as personal endorsements or word-of-mouth referrals. Buying my books and products is another way. All of my books in the Faith to Live by series were written to help people better understand the Christian faith and how to successfully live it out. The first book is Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. The second, Renew Your Hope. Remedy for Personal Breakthroughs, and the third is Revive Your Life, Rest for Your Anxious Heart. There are two more in the series about the end times. The first one is Prepare for the Harvest, Confidence in God's End Time Promises, written for Christians to properly understand God's plans for His people during the end times. And the other is Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. It's written to help church leadership be ready in every way possible for the long-prophesied billion-soul harvest. Visit my website and get any or all of these books with a deep 20% discount by using the word TRUTH at checkout. I also welcome donations, but for now, they're not tax-deductible. However, I'm working on that, so listen in the weeks to come and you'll learn more about how you can support me through donations that will be tax-deductible. Supporting the businesses I feature as affiliate partners is yet another way you can partner with me. I seek to find affiliates who can offer you goods and services you need, and I have some very exciting money-saving America First goods and services you will not want to miss out on. Newest to my affiliate list is a company I'm exceedingly excited to introduce you to. If you're like me, you're tired of paying very high prices for cable television, and you've been waiting to find just the right company who shares your values to replace your cable service. Well, I found it. It's called Q Streaming. They provide over 3,000 channels, including live TV with local stations from across the United States, U.S. networks, sports networks, movie networks, and pay-per-view events. You get all that for about half of what most cable companies charge, and there's no contract, just a monthly subscription. Using the link in the show notes, go and look around and sign up to start viewing the programs you like for a fraction of what you're paying now all while supporting a Christian-owned and operated company that exclusively uses word-of-mouth advertising so as not to spend money on commercial advertisement that supports the woke movement. And don't forget, when it comes to your health, I also have affiliate partners Mfinity and Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack Supplements. You can learn more on the affiliates page and the information in the show notes. 
Also, there's Operation Tomahawk, which Scott McKay started. It's a subscription program that allows you to get your household and personal care items from a company that is American-owned and operated because we don't want to support the deep state. And regarding your finances, I want you to know about Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a personal wealth advisor who offers free consultations to understand your financial goals and help you reach them. When you purchase my books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So why not shop for yourself or to get gifts for friends and family? Your support is greatly appreciated. All affiliate partners' information is in the show notes, and I have a dedicated web page where you can learn even more, and you can hear the interviews I've conducted in the vetting process. Of course, you need to do your own due diligence to make your own decisions what to purchase, but to help you, I am researching companies and interviewing their representatives and using their products or services myself to provide you a personal recommendation. There's a link to all the interviews in the show notes. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you've received through me. Again, my email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. And I'm very active on social media. I can actually cover more on social media than I can with this weekly podcast. And to receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. And on that page, I also ask you to help me learn more about what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. And I would especially appreciate you subscribing to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. A review helps the show reach more people, it helps spread the gospel, and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.